Alexander Yusik versus Tyson Fury is finally happening. Been pushed back to February because uh, Fury had a little mishap along the way. <laughs> um, and, and generally, how are we feeling about it? Like in reflection, now we were all there watching the Ngannou mm. moment. It was fucking insane. We went pretty viral on that. Uh, but now the dust has settled. <laughs> what are we thinking about this matchup coming into it? Going off Fury's performance there, I already thought Fury was uh, slightly on the slide in his career, whether it was physically or in terms of lack of motivation. You know, we've seen him in there uh, on the Netflix documentary. I think he's starting to get the he's getting mm. used to the money and the nicer way of life. You know, them yep. silk pajamas are starting to kick yep. in now. Um, I just <laughs> I'm just don't know if he's got that motivation to kind of to win in someone like. Uzik, who's like a extremely skillful fighter, extremely quick, even using the Otto Wallen fight. It's people who are quite quick that that kind of troubled uh, Fury. Yep. Um, and I just think at this point in his career, I'm uncertain. I'm uncertain with Fury where he's actually at. My, See, I would have said that. I've been saying oh, this for a while on the pod. Yeah, I've suspected that Fury's legs have been they've, they're not the same yeah. for a while only on the basis you're 270 pounds mm. you're coming forward all of a sudden you found power this is there's gonna be a trade-off somewhere yeah. mm. so for me when you see him, like how he moved against Dillian White I'm like the footwork wasn't it wasn't the same like I feel like Herky Jerky Fury is gone for good because otherwise he would have tapped into that and just danced around Ngannou very easily whereas now I'm looking at Fury I'm thinking no you've changed you've lost something in exchange for this power and the, this new but style but the only problem that I have with that is had it been had had there been no Ngannou fight, I'd be in agreement with the table. Mm. But the one thing is the the Gypsy King is a prideful man. You know what I mean? And that that was a horrible night. They, they dipped. They, I've never seen a I've never seen a team leave an arena after a win. After a win like that, so quick in my life. It was a horrible night. But then big John and Tommy getting John and Tommy. Oh, they was in the car. They was licking it. But they looked that, like they robbed a bank. It <laughs> was incredible. But then in that moment, it said something. They said, "Look, the well, it's that fine. You need that sometimes as a fighter. That thing of." I could lose all of this. It, it takes one loss for everyone to change the way they look at me. So now I believe that he's going to be so locked in yeah. for this fight. We'll get a, we'll get the best version of Fury that we've seen in a long time because he's not been challenged, but Dillian was not challenged. Chizora definitely not. We thought Ngannou was going to be a cakewalk. This one, he knows what time it is. What, what about um, his uh, brother? Uh, I the was going to say. The big lad with the curly hair. Uh, Shane. Yeah. Shane, sorry. Shane did a, uh, an interview where he said, this is, kind of stereotypical Tyson of one step backwards and then he'll mm -hmm. three steps forwards like you'll have this scare and you're mm -hmm. basically the expert on Fury here you've yeah. studied him what do you make of it do you expect like one of those moments where we go alright he's had to scare back to his best if we look at the form books mm. it would suggest that that's going to happen mm -hmm. and that, and that's what obviously look I'm a fan of Fury I hope that happens Father Time's undefeated and we know that time can catch up on <laughs> anyone and that's the that's the thing that you would count on that to but if I look back, and it, it, there's been stages earlier on in his career, but obviously, look, he, he got the stoppage in the end against Steve Cunningham, but he got dropped and to a lot of people got exposed against Steve Cunningham. What happens then? He goes on a really, really good run. Joey Abel, yeah, he is what he is, but Derek Chisora, and then goes on to fight Christian Hammer, European title at the time, and then Klitschko, right? He goes on a really good run after that, so he levels up a little bit, right? He's out of the ring, whatever. When he comes back, he doesn't look good, really, against Sefer Safiri and Pianetta. He looks a bit better because he shifted a bit more weight and he's back in the ring again. But again, he didn't look class in that. Mm. Wilder puts in a career best performance. Then he goes off. He does his American Roadshow. He fights. Uh, he fights. What's the guy? Schwartz. Yeah. Schwartz. Mm. He looked good in that, to be fair. But then he looks awful against Otto Valim. And then the questions that we're talking about now. All right, we've got the context now. But at that time, I remember sitting with a lot of my friends, and they were going, "I think getting dropped uh, twice by Wilder's took it out of him. I, th I think he's done now. His legs." 
legs looked a lot slower against Otto Wallin. He goes in and puts in the career best performance, I would say, in the Wilder 2 rematch straight off the back of that Wallin one. So then when I look at it, I'm like, do you know what? You're exactly bang on there. Fury's career would suggest that he has this fight that maybe perks him up a little bit, wakes him up, makes him realise. And also, also, do you remember when Fury always thrived was when he had people against him? And I think that having that, having the people against you can go one or two ways. We're looking at Anthony Joshua and my perception is it's not going very well for him having people against him mentally. Yeah. Maybe for Fury, he don't want arse lickers. Maybe, and I know, I know you'll counter that by saying he surrounds himself with them, but <laughs> maybe, maybe... He don't want the public to think, ah, oh, it's a one-horse race, Fury's going to win this easy. Maybe now he's training that little bit extra bit harder. He's doing that little bit more that he needs to because he's thinking, now there's a fight on. I think you're. I think in terms of what he wants and what he needs are two different things. I think you're onto the right thing, though, is like mm. Fury being hated is the biggest motivator for him and the, probably the best thing for him as an yeah. athlete. But I think the mistake he's made, and I, I can't remember who was touched on it there, of transforming himself into a different style of fighter for Wilder. That's right. He he took on what was the most feared boxer we've seen in, since Mike Tyson, arguably, and he changed his body composition, his style, and he had a bespoke plan that was built for Wilder and it worked amazingly. And he thought, well, this must work for everyone then. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with this. And actually, it's a bit easier than fucking cutting weight down and being, you know, the, uh, yeah. doing all the running and I actually quite like my fish and chips. So <laughs> this is who I am. And I'm just going to be a knockout artist. Mm. But this is the thing is like against a very limited boxer, although a very powerful one, that's fine. But against some of these more well-rounded guys, which he hasn't come up against, and ironically, until Francis Ngannou, who was actually quite well-rounded on the night, uh, even though it was very basic, it was, it was effective. Uh, it, it was a problem and I think that he right now um, is it almost a standing start to get ready for Usyk mm. the fight that we've seen for Ngannou although he'd done a 12 week training camp looked like he was completely out of shape and for me he now has a race to go I need to shift some fucking weight and I need to get my legs back That's right. but the problem that he has is Ngannou was like and it's mad to say this but Ngannou was all wrong for him mm. and when in, when you say that it's the, the fighter that Fury has become now is a bully in the on the inside leans on you does all this stuff and Garnu's had this UFC training where when he was trying to move him he couldn't move him it was an immovable object in Garnu now most of the people that he fights he can do the dark arts and it'll work. With Ngannou, just, it was just not going to happen but the only issue that you have with this Usyk fight is when are you really going to tie up Usyk? Like it's, he's going to be hard to get to. So, so then Usyk's that- a similar problem as Ngannou, but but in different ways. They're both super athletes. Like Ngannou is the best athlete, arguably in the UFC history, in terms of speed, power, the strength, everything. Usyk is one of the best athletes in heavyweight boxing history, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Have we ever seen a heavyweight with an engine it's who can output. be throwing that many punches in the twelfth round mm-hmm. as the first yeah, round? It's unheard of. Incredible. So it's it's a very similar problem. Like how do you break that? But he could. The the one thing that I think AJ we saw, we finally saw a chink in Usyk's armor, and that was the shots to the body that Dubois was throwing. Now, if I'm if I'm Sugar Hill and that team, I'm saying this is it. No, it's they, not though. It's not. I have to say it though. I'm gonna look well, for it. I'm when I'm in training. I'm the 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 people that they brought in um, Opatire in there. I'm saying if now Opatire is gonna be a part of their um yeah. Their, I'm saying see if he can get to the body because he's gonna be mm. Opatire is gonna be probably more elusive than Usyk. He probably no. Small. He, he he doesn't fight like Usyk. He's a he's a bit more heavy handed. His style is slightly different. He's got a good pedigree, kind of like Usyk, yeah. and he's southpaw, and that's probably the closest you'd kind of draw the comparisons. But you got to remember, you still. 
got to lean to your fighter's strengths. Tyson Fury is 6'8", right? And he does not go to the body. Mm-hmm. Him going to the body at this stage against a shorter, much faster opponent is going to be bad advice. Like, mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, you look at that and say, oh yeah, that's how you beat Usyk. No, it's not. The way you beat Usyk will still be a very different way because of who you are. You're just going to have to be at your best of your game. And the fact is, now we're looking at Fury and he is on the decline. Like, the legs are not the same. Everything is different now. You're going to rely on these bully boy tactics and you're going to... hands are slowing down as well. Every, even, yeah. even the, like, the reason Ngannou caught him is because he didn't get his hand back quick enough. It was mm. lazy and slow. I, I think it's a difficult one because... Um, you know, you, you we touched on this at the last show. I mentioned about Joshua M. Um, sorry, Fury when he in the second fight it was like the best of his previous style with a new style. Yeah. Um, and the third fight you could see he was a little bit more adapted to the Krong style, and he wasn't quite as uh, dominant as the second fight no, for me. He wasn't as mobile. He wasn't as mobile, yeah. and and I think like you see, he's kind of coming to this new style where this isn't really the most effective style for Fury, and he needs to kind of go a little bit back into his previous style and get that perfect balance of the two styles, mm. and then. With regards to Usyk, I think... Do you think Usyk's slowing down, by the way? Because a lot of people have said that from the Dubois fight is didn't throw as many punches, didn't quite look as uh, aggressive or as fast. I think he's another guy a bit like Fury. He rises to the occasion when the challenge is bigger. And I think... But what I would say when he fought Joshua the second time, the few chinks in the armour were when Joshua did put the pressure on, he did look a little bit more tired in the... I know that I think it was the last round where he, he stepped it up again, but like there was them... I can't remember. It was like the eight... Seven, eight. Seven, eight. He slowed down a little bit and he had to take a breather. Mm. And Joshua kind of come on a little bit strong and then he found his second win and he knew he only had a couple of rounds left and he stepped it up but I do think now with uh, having Fury in front of him if he is able to use like you said leading on his strengths mm-hmm. his size if he puts that weight on, weight on him he will tire Uzik and I just think I think if we can get Fury at his best of them marrying them two styles up um, and using his weight I think Fury can beat him um, but again it's again we've got two fighters I thought potentially could be slightly on the, on the slide I think I felt like with Usyk and Dubois just to speak to um, him being on the slide I think he went to knock out Dubois Mm. I think most people when they yeah I think most people when they go into a fight with Dubois is like stick it on him mm. stick it on him because he'll fold he yeah. did that yeah and I think he he went in there as like right because he stayed in the pocket like he didn't even move like he was right there throwing heavy sitting down in shots the body shot that he or you know the low blow that threw off the plan for a little bit and after a while he's like okay cool now I'm going to do it because he knows this is how you beat Dubois mm. so I don't think he's going to be anything like that for Fury yeah that's mm. what I thought when I was watching it back I was like you're really in the pocket and with, with Fury Obviously, he's just going to get a hold of you, lean on you. He's going to have to be on his bike big time. It's difficult. I mean, even touching on the Bois, I know it's a different topic, but I think uh, Dubois being a, a guy, another guy who's a victim of his own power. He was a, such a young, naive guy who was knocking everyone out, probably not getting fights that were going to build him. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, he got a, he come across Joe Joyce, the unmovable, you know, a guy so big and strong and everything. He's, he, he didn't really develop a defense. He's used to guys just falling over. And all of a sudden, yeah. you've got a guy like Joe Joyce who does uh, who hits back mm-hmm. and he come and start and and like we're seeing it fights after that he's kind of is kind of given up when Uzik put it on him he kind of he, he kind of falls doesn't he mm-hmm. um, but I do think with regards to them body shots and I know we're saying Fury isn't a guy who can throw body shots I mean I think that's a bit of a strong statement because I think he's a pretty round fight, fight and he could do it I just think in Absolutely, the past yeah. he hasn't really needed to use body shots he like, did a little bit with Wilder but Wilder 6 foot 6 yeah. easier to land that when you see Fury fighting guy body who's shots, moving. it's always when someone's quite stationary Yeah, you don't really see him against the mover doing it but I would say when we say about can Fury change his style or convert back to yeah. his old style he's already done that this is what I'm saying he's already converted back to his old style because if you watch Fury before the Steve Cunningham fight yeah. I'm like yeah every now and again a little bit of herky-jerky 
literally Martin Rogan, Lee Swarby, like there's so many fighters in that sort of British title run of Fury where he was a bully. Yeah, he, probably, but I always, he lent all over but people. But it's a problem because it's such a long time ago and he's mm. had the, you know, we never we never expected Fury knockouts. <clears throat> when Fury told us he's going to knock out Wilder, we thought it was funny. You know what I mean? But then now he's like, I've got this power. This feels good. And as you're saying, that feeling of I don't need, not like I don't need to train, but I can be this version of my body and turn up on fight night and and shut it down. It's asking him, can you go for that extra run? Can you put in those extra hours for this man? And you know, we see many times we've seen his dad saying he's not in the right state of mind. Mm. His dad's been uh, almost sending a message to his son through media mm. saying him signing the contract. I know he's got the wrong people around him. Can and we talk about the state of mind then? Because the yeah. press conference was interesting. They were completely different as expected. Yeah. What do we make of that one? I liked it. In terms of being someone that is open that they want Fury to win this fight, I liked it. I liked seeing him like that in the press conference because I think back to Fury's best performances. You look how he was with Klitschko, yeah? You look how he was in the Wilder press conferences. You look how he was Steve Cunningham press conference. You know, like uh, when Fury had that spite in him. Now, the the key difference is this, right? Compare that to the Ngannou one where he was building him up and saying, oh, he's a great fighter. But but you know what? Even all of them, like when, when, for example, we got the press conference between Dylan White and Tyson Fury, I thought, oh, this is going to be good because Dylan White don't take no shit and Tyson Fury, so cordial, like, so, like, polite to each other. Tickle, yeah, you tickle, 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 They dance together. I, 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 I really didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. So it's been quite a while now. You have to go back to probably the second Wilder fight even since we've seen Fury with that sort of fire and spite in a press conference. Now, the only thing I would say is always when we've seen Fury do it, He's had a dance partner. They've given it back. And Wild, uh, sorry, Usyk did the uh, the clever thing he does, right? Usyk, I'm not denying that, you know, Usyk's native tongue isn't English. But when Usyk doesn't want to engage, he does the... Don't understand you. Explain it. He knows exactly what you just said. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. certain times when Usyk speaks really fluently to other people and whatnot. When he doesn't want to engage, he'll sort of say, I don't understand it. But it's a perfect tactic from Usyk. So I think that mm-hmm. it literally, like, even in the mental games, is chess match after chess match you after chess Usyk match. Usyk did well in the, in the way he would be like, are you done? Are you done? Yeah. Like, it was, it was very dismissive like nothing you're doing is bothering me patronising yeah it was was very patronising and I I think that Usyk considering English isn't his first language did really well in that scenario I think winding Fury up to clap at him after he'd finished talking nothing is going to get under Fury's skin more than that but I I agree with you like if you're seeing Fury stick on him and and to me it showed Fury acknowledges him as a real threat this is a real dangerous fight and I want to get every little advantage I can because I know I've got to be scared I know I've got to be worried. And that's why I like seeing it. But yeah. I do think like, no doubt he wound Fury up there. Mm. But again, if we take away the element of time beats everyone, if we just look at Fury's career and go, show me an example of when someone wounding him up worked well for him. Now you can say, oh, okay, yeah, but he beat all his opponents. Just show me an example in yeah. the fight of someone winding him up working well for him. Because we look at the fights against like Otto Valin, for example. Otto Valin weren't winding him up in press conferences. He was happy to be there. Like, you look at loads of the fights. Uh, the, only, the only thing, though, the pushback is you got one guy that's been saying undisputed for the longest time and he's focused. He's, he's locked in. He says that he, he actually believes 
This is someone that's fighting Fury that believes he's going to be raised, his hand will be raised as champion. But that's why it's good. That's why it's good because we can all agree, yeah? Undisputed means so much more to Usyk than it does to Fury. Yes. So if there was no other narrative here, if Usyk hadn't wound Fury up and Fury didn't feel like now he needed to prove people wrong, the undisputed thing is just like, uh, I've had my fights, I've made my money, he's not even that bothered about that and Usyk wouldn't, then he would edge it. But the fact that he's now got a personal thing of like, you fucking think you beat me and the British mm. public are now doubting me, yeah. that is going to go in his favour, I think. Can we um, try and imagine... Fury's best road to victory. What is this, what is the method of victory we see for Fury? And then we'll do Usyk. That 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 Usyk can't manage the weight in the bullion. Mm. That's the only way that he that Fury, Usyk cannot handle how to get. He cannot get Fury off him. I think that's the only way this wins because if this becomes like a fencing match, Usyk is going to dance around him and just do what he wants to do. But if Fury manages to intimidate him, puts us like and hurt him early, like really hurt him, then it's like, mate. He's just too small. I agree with that, but the way I envision this fight going in my head isn't like that. I actually think that Fury comes out and goes, come on in, Mr. Boxer, let's have a boxing match. And I think he does it for four rounds or so, and then he goes, fuck this, and starts walking him down. And that's the that's the way that I, because I think like at that point, I'm not saying Usyk's schooling him at that point, yeah. but it's too close for comfort at that yeah. point. Then he starts walking him down, walking him down, and I think Usyk gets a lot of praise and, and Fury probably stops him late. But wait though, does any, does we any, saw Ngani, we oh, saw the, how he looked mm. against Ngani, and Ngani was switching, you know, like switching to Southport and stuff. This is a better boxer. Usyk, Usyk is a better boxer. Usyk, no, in terms of talking about the way that it, how it looks. But can I just make a point about that Ngannou thing, right? This yeah. is the thing. Like I've sparred many MMA guys. Yeah. In the end, you'll always get the better from an MMA guy. And one thing I would say is against uh, Ngannou, like there's a little bit of a misconception, I think, where we let the atmosphere and the event sort of override what we're actually watching at times. A little bit of a misconception. Ngannou was hurting Fury and Ngannou was dominating Fury in the clinch and stuff like that. He was never outboxing Fury, in my opinion. Mm. And, and when, 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 I don't know. When, when, I don't know. That's, what I'm, that's the point I'm making. I'm saying that. When, when, I look at it, when I look at it like yeah. this, right? MMA guys, whenever I've sparred them, they do always land shots on you, you know. Yeah. And I did say before the stream, you remember this, I said before the stream, Fury probably won't look that good tonight and he will have shots landed on him, but it will come through it. Now, did I ever think it'd be as close as it would? No. But I would say, when I've sparred MMA guys and they land shots on me, it's a bit like, oh yeah, you landed on me there. I'm sparring at 140 pounds. Yeah. So when you're up at 200 plus pounds, you, 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 like these heavyweights are, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well, not only do these MMA guys land shots on you, you're in a weight division where anyone can drop anyone. The, the, the round that would worry, worry me the most if I'm a theory guy is round eight, mm. where Ngannou really put it on him at absolutely. times. And when you say outboxing, outlanding, he was absolutely outlanding. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the more... Da- in, in, if you look at that whole fight, there was only two two rounds where we, you were really like, oh, fuck me, this might, something might go here. And it was always Fury who looked like the one in trouble. Mm. It, as much as Fury might have outlanded him overall, I never thought Francis Ngannou looked in remote trouble. He was not hurt it, at it, any point. Um, but obviously Usyk's a much smaller man. Can he take the level? Like Ngannou just brushed those shots off like they were nothing. Usyk isn't going to, he's not the same size. But if in round eight you're struggling with Francis Ngannou, if it does go that long, that's, the point. that's, Fury, mm. that's Usyk's that's the point. money rounds, man. That's yeah. where he's that's the piling point. them in the bank. Mate, the and point. I will that admit, like, I, I'm saying that, I'll openly admit, if the Fury turns up against Usyk, Usyk that we saw in the ring against Ngannou then Usyk wins mm. I understand that but I am very much banking on the fact that I look at Fury's career I've followed it closely and I do know exactly like Shane Fury was saying in the interview it is sometimes one but, step back four or five steps forward all of a sudden but what
what Shane also said in that interview was, we also have to be aware that this could just be theory now. Mm. And that's the thing where it's like trends and patterns only last for so long because like Father Time, you mentioned earlier, Father Time could be coming. And you heard what John be... said? Go on. Big John about the, I think he might be in decline. Mm. Oh, big even, big, even Big John. Now I, I do wonder no, get if Big, yeah, he's trying might, to get a son out. Big talk, Johnson, yeah. he said going, yeah. I, I mean, A, he might be selling the fight, but I, you know, I don't know. Sold, I, think, I think Big John is actually trying to get a reaction out of his son. He did immediately say he needs me to train him after that as well. Yeah. That's what he does. No, but every time, yeah. he always, with his son, he always sends the right message at the right time. There's always, through the media, because again, the, um, his what. I'll say Fury's world has changed and the people that he has around him. Mm. And he's that is his um, dad's biggest gripe is you've got too many yes men around you. I can only get this message to you when I'm saying I think this guy can win. That's dangerous because his son will hear this because his son said, my dad never doubts me. He always talks about me at this high level. Him saying that to me, okay, I need to lock in. He had a squad mm-hmm. of 30 guys with him in Saudi, apparently. According to the... There is a little level of hypocrisy there, though, with mm-hmm. what you're saying from John's side, because in my opinion, and don't shoot a messenger, this is just my yeah. opinion, John actually drove away the best person that Tyson ever had around him in Peter oh, Fury. yeah. Mm. That's but then, he, uh, but then that relationship, this the relationship with Peter and John. That that is, I think that's that's a family. That's, yeah. that's more of a that's family. A cool. Yeah, it's think. none of my business. So I'm, but I'm just push, saying that was the best. That person was an important relationship. But I'm saying that sometimes it's like I I still want what I want. It's like how you you get what with um, Eubank Senior, like what he's doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. He wants to be in the picture. Can't be in the picture. Here's this new nephew. You know what I mean? Like so, you'll do things just for yeah. selfish was, reasons. Another thing, just to add to what Shane said, like. It's a, you could also take this another way because Shane is also like you know I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet here but when I was running the <laughs> camp I was making sure that it was only a certain amount of people that were in and da, da 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 and we saw his career best performances and now it's a bit different so you could also look at it and be like okay now you're framing yourself to be super important everyone going back to the, the question Fury how does he win you're saying he finishes Usyk late in an in in a that's what you're thinking is the yeah. likely one uh, Loza what do you say if Fury is to win if Fury is to win I think it'll be more late late on um, and I know just to kind of go on to what we are just previously talking this is the difficult thing about boxing you're only as good as your previous performance and I think we're all currently judging Fury right now off his form, performance within Ghana and like you say was, was it because he's an MMA guy was it because he is actually aging was it because he wasn't up for the fight I think he didn't the, look good against Chisora or Dillian but, right but, but with that, he made a me- mountain of a molehill but, with Chisora but I do think there was, you, you've seen the way he was talking he, it was, he was as if he was doing these guys a favour you know get, giving them an opportunity yeah. I think Fury does need to be get up for these big fights and mm. Them guys weren't doing it for me. You could dispose of them at any time you wanted. Mm. But it, it going, going to uh, Uzik, I think, you know, this guy can be outboxed. If you look at him against Tony Bellew, early on in that fight, he was getting outboxed. So I do, th- and I think what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is, this, what, what I am. <laughs> you disagree? Listen, what? No, listen, if, if you, you disagen- disagen- listen, Tony, I, I, I want to say, Tony Bellew did the best against yeah, you than anybody's done. Yeah. Tony Bellew go. is a good fighter. He's got a lot of old, he studies all the old guys. He's a lot better fighter. He's known for being, you know, the bomber. He was slick as fuck, mate. He was Tony Bellew told him, I couldn't beat him. No, Tony Bellew, he argued with Tony Bellew. He said, Tony, you could have had him. Tony's telling him, I was in the room. 
ring. No, I couldn't. I no, but if Tony was younger with that game plan and that performance, listen, he, listen, let, he let, doesn't let, fade. He let, doesn't let, fade. Let, let, there's a difference of him saying he couldn't beat him and he wasn't actually outbeating him in the first six rounds because what Tony Bellew admitted is the pressure that he put on us, I wasn't I wasn't basically able to maintain it. So yes, you can. it's like an amateur fighting spawn with a pro. Sometimes you can get outboxed for the first three rounds, but over 12 rounds, that's a different story. That's exactly what happened. But Bellew was outboxing him in them first six rounds and he had the but, skills. But how were you doing it? He you quite, were doing it with movement. Through movement. Right. And mm. He was too quick for him. The simple right. fact is, despite the fact he was getting beat, uh, sorry, you Uzik was getting beat at that point the pressure he was putting on him mm-hmm. it was starting to wear Tony mm-hmm. Bellew down and that's, what he, kind of, yeah. that's what he admits yeah. he was, it was money in the bank mm-hmm. the guy was mentally breaking him down not physically mentally breaking Mate, him down you without. see Bellew on the stool yeah. and, he was uh, exhausted was between rounds Dave Col- Col- uh, Colwell was like you know trying to hype him up and you could see him fucking drain yeah. mm-hmm. so, so this yeah. is the difference so we've, we, the, the difficult thing about boxing we can only judge off the, the last performance and we've got styles make fights but mm-hmm. I do think because of this Ungarno fight we're all looking at Fury automatically me included thinking he's definitely on the decline but I do think he rises to the occasion and I just do think that he's capable of outboxing him because I think he's a far superior boxer than we're giving him credit for he's not just a big guy that needs to use his weight to beat this guy I think yes it's definitely a tool that he needs to use and adopt Mm. but I do think he has got the boxing ability to beat him as well so I know this is silly and and bear with me with this analogy yeah but we've all played like these football games and stuff yeah and you're playing someone on a fever or whatever yeah and you're like at the end of the match you're like how did you beat me I mm. felt like I had you I felt like I was what you call it but you just always win and what this what is happening in this situation is there's a lot of people in there saying oh how does this guy keep doing it Belly was like Belly f- finished after the fight even all of us here saying well how did he do it the guy is skilled he has this thing where it looks like we're on the same level we are not and they, literally everyone that he's gone in there with they said it about Chisora Chisora's best performance was against Usyk out of everyone that's fought Usyk no Chisora ended the day he still won and even if he's winning marginally he is still winning yeah. that's the point I, that did, we once, to, I we, did once think that about Lomachenko though yeah. and the day that like <laughs> I, I, I weren't um, I probably weren't conscious but like Roy Jones probably my favourite fighter of all time right a lot of people say like the day Roy Jones got beat is the day yeah. he realised right no fighter anybody can is go invincible. Okay. But, but for me that little moment and I get he was older you know probably in his 30s but when Lomachenko got beat I was like wow like it, mm. actually anyone can Out get games sort as well. of thing. Female, yeah, yeah. So, so, so then uh, I'm not comparing saying they're exactly the same but I would say like that thing of he just always finds a way to win I have seen it with my own two eyes sometimes the fighter doesn't find a way to win That's true. just going back to Tony Bellew for a second I think there's a couple of factors with that as well to consider is I think Tony Bellew was coming towards the end of his career as well so I think age has definitely plays a part and second of all another thing he went up in way to fight David Hay and, right. and you hear this is the same thing which happened with the Roy Jones he went yep. up to heavyweight yep. and it's, a, it's, it's a quite a well documented thing a lot of time when fighters move up in weight and try to come back down yeah. the body just doesn't adapt well to it right. it's just one of those things and, and it's happened That's across fair. the board with a lot of different fighters look at Eubank and this, off, off against St. Liam Smith getting knocked out like yeah, that yeah and it, it does something to your punch resistance so this could have been a fight that would, it happened with Roy Jones and he was arguably one of the greatest fighters you know mm. to, to walk the earth you know what I mean so it happened to him all of a sudden his punch resistance went he started getting stopped all the time mm-hmm. it, and, and with Tony Bellew it probably more affected his punch well, resistance well, more than anything wait for this though because when, when you look at who needs to make more adjustments it's yeah. not even close like for me Usyk's 
recent performances have been basically flawless outside of a, a, what was arguably a low blow. And we've never seen Usyk put down like that. We've never seen him even in real trouble. Mm, By yeah. comparison to Tyson Fury, who we've seen have moments where we're like, you're in fucking shit, deep shit. Even against Otto Wallen, you had to really pull it out. Right. Yeah. So if we're looking at like who needs to overperform more and who do we need to have the better night, yeah. it's, Fury, it's Fury. Fury needs no, to absolutely... Fury needs to pull something out of the bag. Yeah. And Usyk needs to be able to do to Fury what he's been able to do against other heavyweights so Everyone. far. And, and like, mm. like we're saying, we're talking about winning mentality. Like Usyk is just, he's, be, he's never been beaten in so long. He's never been hurt. Like I know he's been hurt with a body shot, but mm. he's rarely looked close to defeat in a long time. Whereas Fury's had, you know, he's had a, a, quite a few close calls throughout his career. Mm-hmm. And then coupled with inactivity, mm. coupled with depression with his lead to time out the ring again and in weight and when we're talking just there about gain and weight and having to the state lose against the, Ngannou he, yeah. his body looked one of the worst I've it, seen it you see this look of Ricky Hatton you know there's another guy who went up and down in weight and you kind of can only do this to your body so many times you've got someone like Uzik who's he's a typical proper pro who's always right. disciplined he's, always, he's stayed active since his amateur days he's always been consistent with training everything you know what I mean he, this guy really really mentally does not know how to lose he doesn't know how to put on a bad yeah. performance I mean, um, I heard about his training also, for AJ by the way he used to do like he'd do four minute rounds flat out like and mm. so that when he got in the ring it's like oh you ain't gonna keep up with me bro Yeah, he, no also, he's adapting to his heavyweight body now yeah. like he's every yes. time I see him he's more solid Yeah, yeah he's yeah. not a cruiserweight now that's blowing up he's yeah. like solid at this weight and, and you know you were talking about potential decline it's arguable with Uzik because he's had to adapt his body. So naturally, I think what we do is when we're generally, if we're looking to say Fury, if we see his legs not quite as mobile or instantly because he's a heavyweight, you think it must be down to his age. The difference is with Uzik, he's had to gain weight. So naturally, his body's adapting to this new weight. So mm. maybe little things that we've seen change within his style is, is simply him gaining size and, and maturing into this new weight division. Um, but I, I do personally think we're seeing more improvements within the heavyweight division for him. Personally, mm. I think I feel as if there's been, you know, he forced his aura. He looked like he was struggling in moments, but yeah. he's physically grown in strength and he's kind of adapted to this weight now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, personally, Fury is the guy who we're questioning more so than Uzik at this point in time. And do you see what he did in the in the face-to-face? Yeah. He lifted him up. Oh, um, yeah. Usyk just had a little, he had to know. He, he just wanted to strength. say, That's right. oh, let me have a, it, it, a it, you just want to check. You want to check. Mm-hmm. Put a few hands on. Okay. Temperature All check. right, let me see. And this is the difference with Uzik. He's so intense intelligent and smart the way he goes about getting mind games isn't traditionally being the loud mouth being, being that little Jack Russell in the room you know what right. he's barking yeah, yeah. he does it in such an intelligent way I mean we're talking about a guy who during training he, they do chess games mathematical games these guys have tested the brain in every way possible like mm-hmm. this guy's a super super smart so he doesn't take this approach like a lot of fighters you know with trying to get given insults and all these other mm-hmm. ways of kind of getting in the mind. He does it in a, such a high intellectual way that he, he basically put Fury, he, he had Fury thinking, what the hell have I got to do to get in your head? You're just laughing at us here. To your point, if we were talking about raw talent, I think it's very comparable. The, the pair of these guys are world-class, right? Yeah. But what we might say is like, 
you can you can you can cheat your lifestyle for so long, yeah. But eventually, you come up against a super athlete who hasn't been cheating, yeah, yeah. who's been right. dedicated, determined. <laughs> like, well. That man has never done half the shit to his body that Tyson Fury has. And we might finally see Fury in a situation where he goes, "Fuck me," because you could argue if Fury had stayed the course from Tichko mm. and just stayed dedicated, we might now be looking at this fight in a totally different way. Well, we probably would be, I, in my I opinion. Think without, I think if he stayed with, like, I've, I'm sound like a broken record here, but if he stayed with his uncle, if he stayed with Peter Fury, yeah. I think at this point in time, Tyson Fury's legacy looks a lot different. Completely. I, I think with the opponents he's taken mm. um, and with a lot less ups and downs, a lot less of a roller coaster journey. Like, I actually think that he's gone through it. Because one of the other things as well is like, the time out the ring, a lot of the time with Fury, you know, different times with fighters, it can be they're tied up with a promotional company and there's different things going on in their life. With Fury, it was always down to his mental health, why he was in and out of the ring. And I think and having drugs, that set up there, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Because we can, but then that, it up that's not even you. Call it up he called it Garden Illegal Sabbatical, bro. No, it was this, drugs. This guy was on drugs for that fight before the Klitschko fight, and it's so mad to me that we don't really speak about it. Bro. I mean, not to yeah. obviously take you off your path for what you're saying, but I'm like, he could no, have easily been true. drugged up for the Klitschko performance. I, I think it's a difficult scenario because it's. Just, I, I always compare it to someone like Ricky Hatton. I think certain guys mentally can't do the course like a you know a Floyd Mayweather, a Andre Ward. They can't have lived this disciplined life with fury. It's He's mental healthy. I'm like that. He, yeah, he, 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 can't, he can't stay in that lane of discipline. He, like early on in his career, he went and uh, worked with Emmanuel Stewart. It's it's not that he, although he was with um, Peter Fury, he still went and worked, trained with other yeah. guys. So like, I don't think mentally he can just stick in one path. He needs to keep his everything fresh and new. I've, I've and, never seen a boxer pro who's who physically looks so different in in so many fights in terms of his strength, his yeah, speed. Like, yeah. It just very. <laughs> Well, so you, often. you've heard it in like with his wife talks about he's a nightmare to live with the guy's mental is up and down mm -hmm. constantly so he needs change to keep him mm, occupied yeah. to keep him motivated so like I don't think staying with Peter Fury I agree with you in terms of you know mentally at that point in time it really did work he's training everything but I think mentally it wouldn't have kept him occupied he needed something different yeah. and like you've seen with Ricky Hatton you, people often say if, if he had have been more disciplined he might have been he might have been there he stayed in the game a lot longer but he was the type of guy mentally to get up for each fight he needed to have that blowout mm. enjoy Tenerife yourself Tenerife was calling hey, hey, Tenerife you know what I mean <laughs> I went to Tenerife he's photographed oh. every fucking bar yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's like he's a, a legend, legend yeah, yeah and I know yeah. a guy who goes out there who's good friends with me he used to have drink these Pints of all sorts, like yeah. the guy's a monster when it comes to yeah. drinking. Can, can we get the, the 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 who like method of victory? Because we kind of did Tyson Fury. So you think he could stop him late? You think? Fury can stop Usyk late. Yeah. That would be the. I think. I, I think. I, I probably. I'm going to retract that. I think it's more of a points decision than a stoppage. I. I can't see if it's either late stoppage or points, but. I can't see. AJ shaking your head. What are you I'm saying? Saying it has to be a stoppage, man. <laughs> I'm saying it has to be a stoppage. If it gets the points, there's a. I believe that Usyk's the more superior boxer. Yeah. I, if I'm honest I've chopped and changed with this it's yeah. a but the way it gets to points isn't always that way like it can sometimes get to points because someone survived mm. yeah. so no, they could have been getting yeah. beat up and close to it well, all, all I'm saying Not there's a lot those. of fights there's a lot of fights recently where I yeah. remember it going we don't go to points and if it goes to those points this person wins yeah. and actually they the way it plays it. out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and what, I, what I did say earlier he looked uh, Uzik looked quite tight against Joshua when he did step it on he's had to take that break like he had to have a little breather for a few rounds so I do think Fury's capable of tiring him out and yeah. I think that could play That's a part. I think, I think if it's if it's a, um, if it's a Fury win, it's like what tenth, eleventh, mm. like knock knock. You agree, out. Travis? Yeah, I do. He's gonna have to stop him. He's definitely gonna have to stop him because I think if you got an, uh, 
Usyk in there, 11 and 12. Usyk is going to get you. He's going to throw a thousand punches. And I don't think Fury's going to be there on his feet and be loose and limber in round 11 and 12. So he definitely has to lean on him and just wear him down with just mm. pure manhandling. Because from my side, if this goes to a decision, I can't see a world in which Fury wins. Mm. I just think Usyk is a master of planning fights. Like he, yes. he, he builds the fight in his head. He's like, I'm going to take the first three yeah. and then I'll say I feel. If I have to give a round up, I will. Like against AJ, it was perfectly planned where you gone, I'll take first three or four, give up one, maybe take another one, give up one or two, take the rest. And by the time, literally, it's like nine three, and yeah. he did that the exact same thing to him the next fight. So it's it's genius the way he once he sees the finish line. If if and that's where Fury really does have to get on him from the round one, in my opinion, like mm. Fury has to make this a fight from round one because if you give him a glimpse of that finish line, mm. he's he is going to run away with it. it it's, it's 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 right what you're saying there because even when I was on GB years ago, one thing about the Ukraine camp and we used to talk about. Uh, Uzik and Lemchenko we used to we used to watch them and one thing our coaches used to try and get us to do because they had mastered like over three rounds they would win the first 30 seconds to a minute of the round that have a breather yeah. in the middle and then knew how yeah. to catch the judges eye at the end of each round and this is, this is something that these guys have been doing right from the amateur game and obviously they've took this into the pros Love it. they know how to manage a fight so well Fury doesn't think like that at all oh, I don't that's think not he does his, at all that's not how he plans if I, uh, for him it's just I'm trying to win yeah. he's well, a he lot more got, straightforward he has got incredible boxing IQ though, oh, yeah. the one, like, even, even the common sense in that um, with Wilder just when to lie down, when to take a break, and we saw it in each of the each of the fights. He knows, okay, this is the moment. Get up now. Let's you face know? it. Both of these guys mm. know how to win. Like yes. they always mm. find a way. And this is the difficult thing. This is why I've chopped and changed this. I think there's so many variables. They've got so many variables because we've got two. St- you could argue they've both got boxing uh, ability because, you know, Fury was once known as predominantly a boxer. He was never a puncher, but they've got similar qualities, but stylistically, they're very different. Physicality, they're so different. But yeah. what they've both got is they both know how to win. They've both got winners' mentality. They haven't been beaten in the pro ranks. So this is why I've chopped and changed so many Do you times. Know what I think um, is going to be the most surprising thing for Fury is uh, Usyk's power. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's, that's funny you say that because I actually think that if Usyk was to win this fight, I would edge towards it being a stoppage yeah, rather yeah. than a points decision, which most people are like, what? No, it'd be, be Usyk on points. I'm not saying it wouldn't, mm. but if I had to put my money on it out of the two, and I don't think Usyk will win, but if the, he did win, I think it would more likely be an exhaustion stoppage. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, there was, like, like I said about round eight against Ngannou, there was that moment where Ngannou was catching him and I'm thinking... You know, Usyk in that moment would have landed double the punches minimum on you, mm-hmm. and and accurately, mm. it wouldn't have been those clubbing, yeah, right. you know, inaccurate punches that Ngannou was throwing. So yeah, I, and another thing, like, that's where we'll really be te- see tested. Uh, uh, how much does Fury want it? Because with Wilder, when he would get dropped, Wilder had put so much into those punches that mm. there was a breather coming, mm-hmm. you know, and you could make it to the end of the round, recharge, and then go again. Whereas with Usyk, when you get back up, that pressure is going to be. <laughs> on you. So we're actually going to, and we might be saying what is a hell of a, I wouldn't be shocked if a user put on a dominant ending to this fight where we're like, oh fuck, we thought these were close. Yeah. It's actually a big gap. That's funny because the ironic thing about this having a rematch is whatever way it does go, again, this is all hypothetical, but the way I would think about it, whatever way it does go, I don't think there'll be loads of clamour for a rematch because I think if it goes in Usyk's favour, it will be 
fairly sort of decisive and we'll go, oh, okay, we know how that one unfolds. And I think if it goes in Fury's favour, again, it will be fairly decisive and we'll go, of course Fury's going to knock him out. He's so much bigger. A good big big man beats a good little man. Mm -hmm. But I would say that if Fury wins it, my gut instinct would be, fuck the contract. No, fuck the contract. Moth. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That'd be my gut instinct. Yeah. I don't even think it's a bad uh, gut instinct. I think he doesn't own a contract. If, 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 if it wasn't for Saudi money, I'd agree with you. But like, I, the theory is greed might bring him back to the table. That would be, especially if he wins, like, you know, mm. nice little bit of cash in the bank. So, final predictions, just for an early prediction. We might change it later. What are you saying? Fury late stoppage. Loza. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree, even though I'll probably change if he asks us in half an hour. Uh. <laughs> Again, Usyk in it just because. <laughs> Do you believe Usyk. that though? You really, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll be um, Usyk can win it on points. I would love to see him knock him out. Mm. Travis, I'm gonna say Usyk based on the Fury's previous performance and my not. I don't trust that he's just gonna be able to just turn it around because of previous trends. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna say Usyk, and I thought Usyk for a while, but that last performance was the nail in the coffin for yeah. me. I was like. I'd be shocked if you come back from a performance like that and be, then I'm going to take my hat off even as much as I dislike the guy. Mm. Like that would be amazing. 